Are you ready to grow from being an employee in your business to owning your time and making serious money and impact? Then you're in the right place. I'm your host, Andrea Williams, and I've spent the last decade falling and getting back up and helping other female CEOs build a business that they actually love by working smarter, not harder. If you are serious about building a sustainable business, it's time to put the strategies, systems, and support in place to make it happen. Hey Empress, I'm so excited. In today's episode, we are talking about epic comebacks. Epic comebacks can pertain to so many things, divorces, traumatic experiences, illnesses, bad relationships, so many things. And I personally think that this is very fitting for what we as a society are experiencing right now in our economy with the coronavirus and the market crashing. This is going to hurt a lot of us and we're going to have to come back from this. So today we are bringing on a special guest, Nikki Bruno with Epic Comeback. And she's going to share with us how you can prepare to have an Epic Comeback. So if this resonates with you, let's get started. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Empress Talk podcast. Today, we have a very special guest, Nikki Bruno. And Nikki Bruno is the owner of the Epic Comeback. Welcome, Nikki. How are you? Thank you so much, Andrea. I'm doing really well. It's an honor to be here. It's an honor to have you. Nikki, who are you? Where are you from? Well, as you already said, my name is Nikki Bruno, and where I'm from is a little bit more complicated. I live in Los Angeles, so that's where I'm from, but I grew up on the East Coast mostly. Really? We're at an East Coast. So as a kid, I lived outside of Boston for five years, and then um, I lived in Ithaca, New York, which is where I really consider myself to be from, upstate New York. And then I went to high school in Connecticut, and I've also lived in San Francisco, So, and I've done a lot of traveling, so I've been around. Do you prefer the East Coast or the West Coast? Oh my gosh, I really can't say. I mean, I love them both, and I'm really new to Los Angeles, and I, but I love it here. I absolutely love it here, especially the weather. I mean, it is February right now, and the high today is in the 80s, and I'm so happy wow. about that. I'm so jealous. It's snowing here. <laughs> oh, my God. So what is your background, Nikki? What led you to do what you're doing? Well, my background is quite different from what I do right now. So my overall professional field has been education. For 20 years, I was an editor and a writer in the educational book publishing industry. I worked for Scholastic. I worked for Prentice Hall. I was an English teacher for a little while. And I also have worked for uh, an educational nonprofit. And so I come from a family of educators and education and teaching and personal development are all in my blood. And when I was, let's see, this was about... 
this was about five, six years ago, I was looking for a career change because I had been a freelance editor with my own editorial business for several years and it was successful and I really enjoyed it. And at the same time, I had become really isolated because I was working for myself from my home office and I was sitting there editing manuscripts and kind of listening to the crickets in my home. And I wanted to get back to doing something where I was impacting people more directly and interacting with people a lot more than I was because I was barely interacting with people. I was interacting with their writing. So I did some research into the field of professional coaching and I became a professional coach, went to coaching school in 2015, 2016. And my original intention was to be a leadership and executive coach. And right as I was about to launch that business, my marriage fell apart. And I went through a three-year-long high-conflict divorce. And during that time, I didn't have the financial or energetic bandwidth to start a brand new business in a brand new industry. So I tabled it and I defaulted to taking on some more editing and writing work. And then in um, about two years ago, when I had come out on the other end of the traumatic and difficult experience that I, that I went through, I decided that I didn't want to be an executive and leadership coach. What I really wanted to do was to be more of a life coach and turn around and help women who had gone through a similar experience to mine. And so I started my current company, which is called the Epic Comeback. And through my company, I help women to stage epic comebacks in their lives after going through a high conflict divorce. And so starting my company was really a huge central part of my own epic comeback after going through an extraordinarily challenging time in my life. Wow. And I love the name, the epic comeback. That's powerful and it resonates with your story. So I really like that. Thank you. Do you you get asked a lot why you named it the epic comeback? No, actually, people don't usually ask me why, because it's so it's such a clear name, right? It's what Mm -hmm. I do is I help women stage comebacks and everyone can relate to a comeback. Like if I, I used to call myself, when I first started my business, I called myself a power coach for women and people didn't get that. It really wasn't clear messaging. People were like, what does that mean? Are you a a power yoga teacher? Do you help women learn how to use power tools? Like, what do you do? (laughs) (laughs) And it wasn't, it, I mean, this is a, a branding and messaging lesson, right? I, I wasn't really getting across what it is that I did. And so one of the main lessons that I've learned through this business is that you have to find a way to tell people what you do that's really clear. So Mm -hmm. when I called myself a power coach for women, people were asking me all kinds of questions about what that meant. But Epic Comeback, people know what I'm talking about. They get it and they smile. And anybody who wants that in their life, it it just, it kind of tends to resonate with them very strongly. And they don't really need to ask because the reason that people don't need to ask what it means is that an epic comeback is so personal and it's going to be something different for everyone. And so the image that pops into your head when you hear that phrase, it, it's something different for everyone, but it's going to be something, right? Because a comeback for one person might be something more professional, like starting a new business. A comeback for someone else might be getting your confidence back, getting your mojo back, or maybe even finding your 
finding your swagger for the very first time. So it's a, I think it's a name that, that, that is very clear what it upfront, what it means, but it can be interpreted in, in just any, any way. That's powerful. What services do you offer at the Epic Comeback? Right now, my business is very streamlined and very simple. The Epic Comeback is a one-on-one -on -one coaching program. My clients work with me for either six months or for a year. Because boy, oh boy, if you're going to stage an Epic Comeback in your life, it's going to take a little it's going to take some time. This isn't something you can do in one month. This isn't something you can do in three months. You can make a lot of progress in that time. Um, but I find the greatest success and results come when I work with clients for six months to a year. And so it is a coaching program that has a, a specific curriculum and methodology, which I know that we'll talk about later. And it consists of private one-on-one -on -one coaching sessions with me as well as contact with me between sessions. My clients have unlimited contact with me when they want to check in, when, I, when they ask me maybe to check in and hold them accountable to a, a commitment they've made to themselves, some kind of task. My clients and I are partners. We really, we are in it together. So I am a, I am a champion. I'm an accountability partner. I'm a coach. I'm also a mentor because I've been through... Um, something very similar to what my clients have gone through so I can offer them some insights along the way. It's not about what, telling my clients what to do. I never do that. That's not coaching. It's, it's more about how I'm, I share sometimes part of my journey and how it might provide them some insight or ideas about how to face what they're going through. So my service is a coaching program down the road I, and I also have a podcast, which is called the Epic Comeback Podcast. That's not a service, but it's part of my brand. Um, down the road, I will likely be developing some kind of group coaching program. And I'm also planning in the next year to have a live event called the Epic Comeback Live, where folks can come for a retreat experience and jet, uh, kind of put some jetpacks on and, and start their own Epic Comebacks. That's awesome. I can't wait to hear more about all of your fun things that you have planned in the near future. <laughs> How long have you been doing the Epic Comeback? I started the business 17 months ago. So I'm, I'm getting close to a year and a half of being in business. And I am loving every minute of it. It doesn't feel like work at all because it's it's what I do is completely aligned with my purpose on the planet. That's amazing. Yeah. I love it when our work doesn't feel like work. It just feels like fun. Yes. <laughs> it's the best. You mentioned the eight steps of the Epic comeback journey, which is a part, which is a curriculum framework for your coaching program. Can you share more about that with us? Absolutely. So the Epic Comeback Journey has eight steps. And as a little bit of background, the way that I created this framework was by studying all different kinds of comebacks. So I studied case studies of people who have people who were at a very low low, whether it was a profession, a professional situation or a personal situation or an athletic situation. And 
found it within themselves to propel themselves and make a comeback and reach a very high high, so to triumph. And so I studied all these different types of comebacks and I was asking two questions. One, what are the qualities, the personal qualities that are required to bring about this kind of triumph? Takes a lot of discipline, courage, decisiveness, and other, other types of qualities. The other question I was asking is, what action steps, what are the, the sort of common themes of action steps that people took in order to bring themselves from a, a state of perhaps trauma or darkness or loss or failure or whatever it was to a state of, of triumph and power and success? And so my framework, the Epic Comeback Journey, is based on is based on what I call my, the, the field of comeback studies. And the eight steps, I'll go through them quickly. Uh, the first is a turning point. What I found uh, in my own life in, and in my own comeback journey after going through divorce was that there was a moment. There was a moment when I literally looked at myself in the mirror and I said, this isn't going to be happening anymore. I am going to make a big change. And for me at that point, the big changes that I began to make were to get myself back into really good physical shape after not working out for three years and to, um, to decide what my coaching business was going to be. So, but there was that turning point, that moment when you say, okay, no more of this. I'm, I am, I'm moving on. I'm taking action. That's step one. The next step I call reckoning. It's a, it's an assessment. It's when you stop and you take stock of, of where you are um, and you get really radically honest with yourself and you say, okay, what do I have? What's my current status? What do I have stacked against me? And what do I have in my corner? What are my superpowers? What are my gifts? What are the good things about this situation? And what are the, what are the good things about me and my community? What are my assets? And then the next step, step three is called clearing. And it's when you, after going through this assessment of what's happening in your life, what's the good, what's the bad, what's the ugly, you decide what you don't need anymore and you let go of it. You get rid of it. You clear it. So that could be anything from physical clutter to limiting beliefs to, uh, to relationships that are toxic and really uh, are people who aren't supportive of you and you clear it away. After that comes step four, which is the epic vision, creating a vision of, okay, when I have when I have staged an epic comeback, what does that look like for me? What's that going to be like? What am I doing? How, do, how am I feeling? Where do I live? Who am I surrounded by? Um, what's happening in my life? And that creates this epic vision of, okay, now I know where I'm going. Now I know where I'm headed. Step five is to make a plan to get there. Very simply, what's my plan? How, what are the action steps that I'm going to take to achieve that vision? And then step six is to take action, implement the plan. And then step seven is troubleshooting, right? Because when, you, when, you're, when you're implementing a plan in your life, there are things that are going to come up that get in your way. They could be internal obstacles or they could be external obstacles. So my clients and I uh, troubleshoot those obstacles and try to figure out how to deal with them. And then step eight, which is the final step, I call it the epic launch. It's the celebration of kind of the moment when you've arrived and you, you sort of say to yourself or to your friends or to the world, I've arrived. I, I've, I have come back. I, I've staged my epic comeback and here I am. And that celebration could take 
multiple different forms. It could be a party. It could be a photo shoot. It could be a launch of a new business. It could be a simple ritual that you do by yourself in front of a fire. I mean, it really could, again, a, a, an epic comeback looks different for everybody and an epic launch or celebration or sort of ritual marking that comeback also can look different in different depending on who on the person. That sounds like a wonderful program and definitely is going to help someone get the epic comeback. I love that. <laughs> um, I also went through a terrible divorce um, a few years ago. And, you know, I wish I would have had this program whenever I was going through it. <laughs> well, that's the intent. The intent is to help people put what has happened to them in their past and move on in a powerful way. I love that. That is powerful. So we just stepped into a brand new decade, 2020. How are you preparing? What are some things that you have planned for this year? So what I have planned for this decade are, as I mentioned, I'm working toward a, a live event, a retreat. I'm also planning within the next I would say within the next two years to write a book, probably the first book in a series of books about how to stage an epic comeback, specifically after divorce. And I'm also working toward within the next decade, by the end of, of this decade, I would like to have established a foundation or other type of nonprofit organization that educates young women and men about healthy relationships versus toxic relationships, controlling relationships, uh, unhealthy, abusive relationships. Um, one of my greatest passions, if not my greatest passion right now professionally, is to spread awareness and education about emotional abuse. Um, I, call, I call it invisible abuse. So forms of abuse that don't leave a mark on your body, but leave a mark on your mind, your spirit, in your soul. And there are multiple different types of verbal and emotional abuse. And we don't talk about them enough. We don't know enough about them. Um, and they're not okay. That's really the bottom line is any form of abuse, whether it's emotional, physical, what have you, any form of abuse is not okay ever. And I'm really passionate about spreading the word, particularly among girls and women, because girls and women are statistically more often, much more often victims of abuse or survivors of abuse than boys and men are. And of course, boys and men also are. And, and I'm not discounting that whatsoever. That said, I am most passionate about helping girls and women to, um, to respect and value themselves and then carry that respect and value and self-esteem um, into their relationships to make sure that they are in relationships where they are also being respected and being valued. And they are setting boundaries that, that make it, that make it um, unlikely or even impossible that they will find themselves in an abusive situation. Wow. I'm excited to hear more about that nonprofit. That's something that I definitely can agree with. 
could you give us three tips that any woman who's going through a divorce or maybe they went through a divorce or traumatic experience, can you provide three tips to help them this year? I would love to. So in my experience and not just my experience, but I can certainly speak for myself, the number one shortcut to staging an epic comeback after a traumatic situation, I can definitely say divorce, is fitness, robust, regular fitness. Better if it's, better if it's a, a type of fitness that helps you express your emotions. That could be kickboxing, it could be Zumba, it could be just any kind of robust exercise that you do regularly. And there are a few reasons for this. One, and they're all scientifically proven, one is that when you've been going through something traumatic like a divorce, you're likely to develop symptoms of or full-blown depression, um, which often is accompanied by anxiety. And when that happens, there are three main ways that scientists agree are the best ways to treat depression. One is through therapy, talk therapy. Another is through medication, antidepressant medications. Another is through exercise. And very reliable studies have been done and, and announced recently that have shown that regular robust exercise is just as effective a treatment for depression as talk therapy alone or antidepressant medication alone. And what exercise does is, I mean, it's what it does neurologically, what it does in terms of, of releasing um, pleasurable chemicals in your brain, and what it does to just help you feel powerful and connected to your body. We carry trauma in our bodies. It's not just a psychological thing. We actually carry trauma in our bodies. And so many people who go through trauma um, have, have physical symptoms or ailments that come along with that. So the other thing that I found is when I started getting back in shape, my energy level shot up and I started feeling attractive and sexy again. And I had, like I said, more energy to play with my children, to be a, you know, to be a more, um, to be a more enthusiastic mother. And it, it was like night and day. Um, so that's my first tip. My second tip is to build or rebuild what I call a sacred relationship with yourself. And there are multiple ways to do this. Um, but really it's about giving yourself a lot of, a lot of compassion and rebuilding your confidence, rebuilding your sense of yourself as being someone who is, who has unique gifts, unique worth, uh, unique talents, and who, and who is the only person like you in the world. And one of the ways to, to rebuild a sacred relationship with yourself is to see a therapist and or a coach. I'm a huge fan of seeing a therapist and a coach at the same time because they're two different, they're two different processes. They're two different modes. Um, therapy is focused more on emotions and emotional regulation and um, patterns that you're in based on your family of origin and making sure that you're functioning well emotionally and psychologically. Um, and coaching is more about the future. Coaching is more about reaching, setting goals and reaching those goals and getting from point A to point B by taking action. And so therapy and coaching together, I mean, it's just a really, 
incredible electric combination. So rebuilding that sacred relationship with yourself, practicing self-compassion um, and taking care of yourself as you would take care of other people in your life who you love. The third tip is to, to build your VIP community, to, to rebuild it. Divorce has a tendency to um, impact all of our relationships, our friendships, certainly our, certainly our relationship with our spouse, um, family, other family relationships. There may be people in your life who, who just drop away. They don't know how to talk to you anymore, or maybe they, maybe they um, have their own a negative perception about, uh, about your divorce or, or who knows what. But relationships, relationships have a tendency to kind of get re reorganized when a divorce happens. And so it's super important coming out of a divorce to spend, basically to build a vision. What I suggest is this three-step, very simple process. Number one, build a vision of what you want to feel like when you are in community with your people. When you're surrounded by, by your people, how do you want to feel? Do you want to feel supported? Do you want to feel unconditionally loved? Do you want to feel like you're having fun and excited and, and stimulated? Or maybe do you want to feel more at peace and a little quieter and a little calmer? So create a vision of how you want to feel when you're around your people. And then think about the people you know in your life and decide who helps you feel that way and spend more time with those people. And if, there are, if you don't have that many people in your life who you feel that way with, find some new people to spend time with and, and deepen your, you know, start new relationships or deepen the relationships that you already have. And, and then the next, the, the next kind of um, idea is to, for people who, who either are kind of acting against you or who don't match the vision for how you want to be feeling and supported when you're with folks, is to let them go. Create some distance in those relationships or let them go completely. So those are my three tips. And those are some wonderful tips. I know that our followers, our audience are going to really find those resourceful. Nikki, thank you so much for taking the time out of your busy schedule to be here and share your expertise with our audience. Before we go, can you tell us where we could connect with you on social media? Absolutely. And thank you so much for having me. It's my pleasure. So the best way to find me is my website, which is theepiccomeback.com. And it's the same handle on Instagram. I'm at theepiccomeback. And I'm also on Facebook. So you can look me up, Nikki Bruno, N-I-K-K-I-B-R-U-N-O. I'm also active in the media um, as an expert on high conflict divorce, divorce recovery, um, so I've, uh, I have written several articles and, and I, I do enjoy very much being on podcasts. So you can check out the media page on my website and there are, there's also a way to book a call with me right, right from my website. I offer complimentary consultations to anyone who's interested in my coaching program. Awesome. I'm so excited. I'll be sure to connect your website and your links um, whenever we publish this as well so everyone can find you easily. Thank you again, Nikki, for being here. And thank you for helping women, you know, get past their divorces. Absolutely. That's very powerful. So thank you. Thank you. It was nice talking to you. Likewise.
Bye, guys. Thank you for joining us for another episode of the Empress Talk podcast with Nikki Runo, the owner of the Epic Comeback. We will see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for tuning in to today's episode. If you are eager to continue the conversation with us, go to Facebook, type in your toolbar, Empress Lounge, and request to join our free community. We have over 500 like-minded individuals who are always looking to connect and collaborate with servant-driven leaders. If you know someone who would be a perfect fit for our podcast, please email us at info at glowgirlpublication.info. We'll see you on the inside.